Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners. It's designed to get us into God's Word for about 12 or 13 minutes each day. Getting us into God's Word regularly, daily, consistently, and thereby helping us to keep studying His Word, His learn His will for our lives, but also helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith. Because as we keep emphasizing, faith comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. Now, you know people in your life who need to change their focus. They need to be more spiritually minded. They need to start thinking about their souls, about their relationship with God. Share these short studies with them. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe some other technological means. But share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, anybody and everybody. You may help somebody actually get on the right road to heaven. What Think what a great blessing that would be for them, and also it would be a great blessing for you. So share. Begin to do that today. I want us to start thinking about a new line of study and thought. And I want us to begin with a question, which is what I like to do quite frequently. And here's the question. Let's say you have never been to a church. Or maybe you've been to churches, but you never really settled in anywhere. You never really made yourself or felt like you were a part of any particular church. Maybe there are people out there today who, have going, having gone through some of the things that we've been going through in this country and in this culture and around the world, and there's a whole lot of those kinds of issues on an ongoing basis, but maybe particularly recently, maybe they have come to the point where they recognize, you know, I need to find a church. A lot of times I've seen where young parents having their first child, their first little one, they start to think more profoundly about how are we going to raise that little one? How are we going to bring that child up? They have another soul to think about now, just not just their own, but the soul of that little child. And so they start thinking, you know, we need to find a church. Well, what do you look for in a church? What kind of characteristics should you look for in determining what church you should belong to? People choose a church based on a wide variety of reasons. I remember when I was a, just a young kid growing up, I, I remember hearing or, or seeing on TV, it was a fairly common kind of encouragement, go to the church of your choice. Well, what church do you choose? What characteristics, what earmarks, what identities should you look for in determining what church you should belong to? People choose a church based on a wide variety of reasons. And they might say, well, there's a church, that's, or that, rather, that's the church where I grew up, where my mom and dad are members. Well, that would sound to a lot of people like a reasonable assessment and motivation for choosing that particular church. Some would say, I have friends or business associates in that church. I've heard that before. Some, some might say, well, that church is close to my home. It's within easy driving distance. I might even be able to walk there. 
Others would say, there are a lot of people in that church who are my age. I like that. Others might say, well, you know, and I've actually heard this, that's a pretty church building. Let's go there. They have modern facilities. It's attractive to look at. And then somebody might say, I like the size of that church, and it could be in reference to a large church or a small church. They like the size of that church. I remember talking to a gentleman one time who he just he did not want to be a part of that of a particular congregation of the Lord's church because he said it's just so big. It was not a very big congregation by a lot of comparative standards, but in his mind, he was loosed apparently to a small, small congregation. And so this other congregation, which again was not that large at all, he thought that was too big. Other people, they might like a great big church, maybe a mega church. They might feel excitement and, you know, and, and, and being a part of that and kind of a vibration of the people there and everything. And they like that kind of thing. You know, I've told the story often about two fellows who worked together in the same place. And they were, I believe, in the break room one day and they got to talk and they found out they were both members of the Lord's church. And not only that, they found out that they were members of the same congregation. <laughs> uh, how, how long do you suppose they had been working together and did not know any, either one, of those particular truths within their life? Both members of the Lord's church, both members of the same congregation. You might scratch your head and say, well, how could they be members of the same congregation for a period of time and not ever notice each other. I think it was a pretty big congregation. And so sometimes there's a sense of anonymity by being a member of a large, great, big congregation because you don't have to really step forward and be known by everybody, recognized by everybody, and therefore maybe you don't feel as responsible to be a part of the ongoing work and activities of that particular church. But also, you kind of lose the familiarity with others. You don't get to know everybody, and so that can be a negative. Well, that's the church where I grew up. That's where mom and dad are members. I have friends, business associates in that church. That church is close to home, within easy, easy driving distance. There are a whole lot of people my age in that church, well, that's a, that, that church has a pretty building. It has really modern, attractive facilities. I like the size of that church, whether it's a big church or a small church, but that really appeals to me. I, there are a lot of people there who are my age or in my general age range. Well, all of those, on a surface-level basis, might sound like valid reasons or motivations to choose a particular church to belong to. But in and of themselves, on their own, none of those lines of reasoning are reliable for choosing a church. Now, did you get that? Let me, let me repeat that. In and of themselves, on their own, none of those reasons for choosing a church are reliable. 
that might bumfuzzle some people. What do you mean? I thought I had chosen on a, on a good, reliable basis because of one of these factors or more of these factors. But none of these are really reliable reasons for choosing a church. Well, how do we choose then? We need to go to the guidebook. We need to go to the manual that God gave us. That's the Bible, isn't it? In 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3, and we look at verses 15 through 17. Now, notice what the Apostle Paul wrote. He's reminding Timothy that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, God's Word in other words, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. How do we know how to be saved? It's not just a feeling. It's not just something we can come up with or make up on our own. The scriptures guide us as to how to come to salvation. Paul reminded Timothy, from childhood you have known the scriptures which are able to make you wise, instruct you in other words, as to how to become saved in Christ Jesus. He goes on in verse 16 and he says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. The Greek literally means there it is God-breathed. In other words, all Scripture is God's very Word and is profitable for doctrine, that is for teaching, for reproof, for correction. We need correction sometimes, don't we? For instruction in righteousness. Again, I've said it's the guidebook. The Bible is God's manual he handed to mankind as to how he wants us to live our lives in order that we can be with him in heaven for all of eternity. And then verse 17, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Well, how can we analyze these three verses in this particular scripture text? 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 15 through 17. The ultimate bottom line understanding is, and what the lesson we ought to learn from that is, the scriptures alone are the authoritative guide for choosing a church. The scriptures alone are the authoritative guide as to what we need to look for in a church. And what we need to look for in a church is on us. It's our responsibility. And so the scriptures guide us as to what to look for. Well, what characteristics should I look for in determining what church I should belong to? Let me begin with this most basic of all, perhaps. And that's what we find in Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. In that particular context of scripture, our Lord was asking the apostles, he had already been with them and teaching them for some considerable period of time, training them to be apostles and ultimately to take the lead in spreading the gospel and establishing congregations of the Lord's church or at least guiding to that end after he was going to ascend back to heaven. In chapter 16, he asks the apostles, who do men say that I am? Now he's asking them for some feedback. And so they respond, well, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. Some, uh, some others say you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But then he looks 
directly to them and says, who do you say that I am? You who have been with me for this long, you whom I have been training personally for this long period of time, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter, the apostle, he spoke up and he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And so Jesus responded to that confession of faith. And he said, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter. And so he has referred to him as Simon. And now he says, you are Peter. Well, we think of him a lot of times as Simon Peter. Both names were used in the scriptures in reference to this particular apostle. And one of kind of the inner circle among the apostles with Jesus himself. I say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, what rock? Peter? No, no. The Greek words do not bear that out at all. Upon the rock of faith that Peter had confessed in Christ as being the Christ, the Son of God. On this rock, I will build my church, Jesus said. And the gates of Hades or the powers of death shall not prevail against it or keep it from coming to be. So, What is the first characteristic, the point of identity that we need to look for in choosing a church? It must be the church founded by Jesus and no other. Founded by Jesus and no other. Let's stop here and pray. We'll continue our study next time. Father, please guide us in your will as to choosing a church. Guide us to be the church that you would have us to be. And we thank you, Father, for sending your Son to establish his church upon this earth. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.